baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Okay, three, two, one, hit it. It's the Chris and Amy Show. You know who it is. Also, if you didn't know, this is called the show. Now, Amy Marks pours Chris Ranji on KMOX. Good morning, it's Friday. Hello. Hi, John. Did I wake you up? Yeah, I was well, sleeping you know, over here. You're supposed to come in with a little excitement. Well, you brought the goods today, big boy. You got it. Uh, Amy Marks Corps, and stop me if you've heard this, she's on vacation. Uh, Amy is... <laughs> Amy's not in today. She'll be back next week, but I've got Hancock and Kelly for the next 45 minutes yeah, or so do. here. Am uh, I off the hook for always being uh, ripped on for being she's out giving of you, She's Bro. giving you a run for Give your money. Giving me a run for my money? This lady's Bro. never here. Yeah, I, I don't even think she has a residence in St. Louis anymore. Like, how many days vacation does she have? A lot. Because we've been here 15 years and we get none. Well, we're here when... We're only here when people are on. You guys are here once a week. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> no, but Amy, ever since Amy fell in love, we're here about twice or three times a week. <laughs> if you work once a week, do you get vacation? No. Because your vacation would be the other the day. Yeah, so we you'd have nothing. seven days off. We get nothing. Uh, all right, so we uh, want to hear from the listeners today. Yes. The voicemail number is 314-944-1120. Mm. Call and text us at uh, the number that you've heard for decades and decades, 314-436-7900. And uh, we're on social media, at Chris Amy KMOX. Time now for the top of the order. The top three stories everybody will be talking about. Iowa caucuses coming up next week. Going to talk to my boys about that in a moment. And the United States and Britain uh, striking at Houthi militants in retaliation for all the attacks they have done against ships in the area. And we got a weekend of cold weather coming up. Doesn't look like we're going to get much snow, if at all, but uh, we do have the cold weather coming up, and we will discuss that also today on the show. So, um, as I mentioned, the Iowa caucuses are coming up, but first things first, I want to get to this. Uh, what percentage of each of you, of your of your being, would you want to vote for Andrew Yang? What? what? Andrew <laughs> Yang for president. Yeah, no. Is it, like he, what percentage? What percentage chance would you give yourself voting for Andrew Yang? Zero. Zero. Okay. Point zero. Zero. Now, what if I what if I tell you that he tweeted this this morning, that if he is president, the NFL will not be allowed to air games on Peacock. I'm voting for him. NFL. <laughs> I'm voting for him. If I were president, you would never have to download Peacock to watch an NFL playoff game. I think he's right about that. This is. Cr- I hope the NFL gets the worst ratings ever for a football game. They're gonna they're gonna make bank on this deal. <laughs> yeah, they are. You think? Yeah, oh, yeah. they absolutely. Why are. do you think everybody's gonna go subscribe? Are you guys? Yeah. I, I'm. I say I'm not, but somewhere around five thirty, six o'clock on Saturday, as I'm watching whatever game is You're on, you give in. You're gonna give in. Yeah, I'm. I'm worried about that. People me. will either give in. They will go to somebody's house who has it, Ooh. or Ooh. they'll listen to KMOX because we have Ooh. the broadcast for free. 
Okay, so here I, I I have Peacock, and the reason I have well, you it do. is well because I have. Well, you hold did, on, you're holding out on me. No, Thanks I, for the invitation, buddy. I, buddy you're, <laughs> I, he's got Peacock. He's over here belly aching about Peacock all of, during our show, and now he reveals to everybody in St. Louis well, that I'm he tell has you why Peacock I have and Peacock. has not invited me over to watch because the game. I don't have Peacock. I have NBC Sports. Oh, because I like to watch golf, and as a result of that subscription, you get Peacock. So, so I you've have got Peacock. Peacock, but I've never tuned on Peacock. Well, it doesn't matter. You have Peacock. Yeah, you want to come over? Well, it's about time, Kelly. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Well, it's uh, Saturday night yeah, at my house. Seven, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock kickoff. Yeah. But I'll I, bring uh, popcorn. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring Tula. <laughs> I would invite uh, Chris Ranji, but I'm done inviting him to do oh, stuff. Just, he never comes anywhere. Stop that. You you always happen to ask me in the worst possible Okay, times. so what you got going this he's, weekend? He's you want to come by and watch uh, football on Sunday? I might have something to do, Sam. Exactly. <laughs> Enough said. I mean, it's like every time. Hey, and I get it. I, I realize that Chris and I are going to be work friends. No, no, no. no. I want to hang a... out with you. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, I actually, I, yes, I do. Well, I guess I can go to Chicago if I want to hang out with you. No, That's where we're, you hang, hang. we're going to hang out here in St. Louis. All right, I want to ask you a football question, sure. though, because I know you. I personally take great satisfaction watching you on Sundays on Twitter because my team's stupid. Yeah, and yeah. just I mean, just watching a, a person who I think has such great command of the English language and articulate thoughts and stuff go through a meltdown just on Twitter. It is into... so much fun yeah. to watch you do it. Uh-huh. Um, your your coach gets renewed. <laughs> Come on. I mean, what, what what's that all about? We are the, the I think it's the only team I have except for my college teams that I refer to it as we. Uh-huh. Cuz I never I never say we, you know, yeah. we did this, we did that. Um, we are the stupidest football team. Yeah. Hmm. That's ever existed. Yeah, I can't get At it. At least the Rams when they were and, losing on purpose, I know what they were they had a they had a purpose. They were trying to move they were trying to get a brand new yeah. multi-billion dollar stadium built in Los Angeles. That makes sense. The Bears are just stupid. All right. So just dumb. Second part of this question. You have the first draft pick in the draft this year. Okay. Should you trade down um, and allow and get a first draft for a couple of years, uh, maybe going forward? Or do you take the quarterback and, and, and send the current one on this way? What I think is happening uh-huh. is because they've kept – Former Mizzou coach Matt Eberflus. <laughs> I think that means they're sticking with their current quarterback for another year. I think they stick with Fields for one more year. So you think they'll trade at down? least and then see what happens and then trade that pick? They need to Be- turn. And here's why: there's no good reason because if they did it this way, this would be the third time in a row they've done this, where they've drafted a new quarterback with a lame duck head coach. Yeah. And then fired that head coach a year in and then given the guy a brand new coach and a brand new system. Can't do that to a quarterback three times in a row. They need to turn that coach's name into a verb. When you really screw something up bad, you've eberflused it. <laughs> so, oh, what an eberflus I just did. Well, We know, used to call it an Elon. Right. But now it's an eberflus. Now it's an eberflus. So the, the NFL, to me, is structurally flawed because it's a quarterback's league. Yeah. Um, and But once you pay your quarterback... As we're watching with Kansas City, you lose all the players around him. And so you got your $150, $200 million quarterback, but you don't have anybody who can catch the ball. Hmm. And so there's two ways to go, right? Have the quarterback, hope he can convince other people to come and work cheap for you, like Tom Brady was able to accomplish. Or do what the Bears could potentially do, which is draft a kid like Patrick. what happened with Patrick Mahomes in his rookie contract. Hopefully he's good and you can be able to put talent all around him. 
Uh, you think the Bears are going to go all in on I finding the talent around them rather than yes, going I, for the young kid? That's what I think will end up happening, and I kind of lean toward that's what they should do. That When you're talking about Patrick Mahomes, the difference is they had him working behind a veteran quarterback who had been around for a long time and kind of learning, and everybody knew that he was the successor. Fields could still be the quarterback for the next 10 years. You can't have that guy and then draft a young one to sit there behind him because then you've right. all you've done is create chaos in a locker room. That's yeah. all you've done. So th- I don't think they'll draft a quarterback unless they trade him. And everybody's talking about this guy, Caleb Williams. So if if I don't know how many people listening pay attention to the USC, draft, but right? even, yeah, if even if you are kind of paying attention to football, you've probably heard the name Caleb Williams. People talk about him like he might be the next Mahomes, and I don't know. I got a lot of concerns it, about him. It'd so, be total bear move to let him go somewhere yeah. else, and he becomes Patrick Mahomes, that's, right? Well, then that's what the danger is. If right. you pass on drafting him. He goes somewhere else and turns into Mahomes or C.J. Stroud. Then you've really messed up. Or if you let Fields go by trading him and he does the same thing, then you've messed up also. So yeah. they are in a very weird I think, position. I think, the, I think the Bears have screwed up Fields. I think Fields has got a lot of talent. I think he's got a lot of potential. And I think he's being terribly underutilized or mis utilized John, in that system. You can run my football team because right. you are so right. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Anyway. I hope he doesn't have to drive him on a bus to the game because uh, <laughs> that would be life-threatening. Hey, <laughs> before we <laughs> before John? we move on from this, I want to ask yeah. you guys. Yes. I got offered a ticket huh? to go to the game tomorrow night Which in one? Kansas City. Oh. It's going to be below zero. Yeah. So I said no because I had TV, but I could have but I could have gone over and, and, and gotten back in time to do our TV show. You guys wouldn't go to a game below zero, would you? I have. If it's not my team, I'm not going. I have. Yeah. You, you have gone to a game below St. zero? St. Louis football Cardinals against the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving Day. Did you take your shirt off? About 19, no, I, we were sitting way up high. Uh, at Bush Stadium. At Bush Stadium, O.J. Simpson ran for 203 yards. Wow. Memory wow. Then right. what happened? Uh, we lost. No. Uh, and, well, he didn't yeah. You know, didn't go so well for him after that. Well, he's out and about. So. He is. So if it was a Bears game and you were offered a free ticket for a wild card game, probably would not you a go? Wild, probably not a wild card. Oh. Mm. So you're not really a true fan. No, I am. It's just that's real. <laughs> Below cold. zero. I've spent so much. This is, this is going to sound, uh, well, I don't care. I have spent so much time in good seats yeah, and in, you, you know, uh, temperature-controlled environments yeah. watching games yeah. Yeah. at stadiums that yeah. I, it's very difficult for me to go in the elements. Well, when my friend called me up and said, do you want to go to the game Saturday? I said, well, do you not like me? I was like, Why do I, who, who would go to a game below zero? Well, a lot of people out there. <laughs> if you look at StubHub right now, the cheapest ticket to go watch the Chiefs play the Dolphins tomorrow is forty eight dollars? Oh, that sounds about right. There, and bad. there are there are a lot of those. I there bet. there are right now. You can get pairs of tickets for forty eight, fifty, fifty three. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean there. You could go cheaply if you want to sit in negative thirty wind chill uh, temperatures. Well, you just have to you know dress accordingly. How, so. how would you dress? You'd look like the kid from the Christmas story. Well, you'd that look like is the yeah. problem. And, and you're sitting in those seats, which aren't particularly wide anyway, which I've discovered over the years. And, uh, yeah, it makes it tough. And the, and the ends of that uh, stadium are open, so it's not like it's enclosed, so the wind will be whipping through there. 
Yeah. <laughs> now that's not going to be the most exciting weather game of the year, though. What's that? Or oh, of the week. we were just talking about. It's going to be Buffalo and Pittsburgh. They're expecting sixty mile an hour winds and over a foot of snow. Whoa! Yeah, that's that's going to be that's crazy. football there, baby. That's yeah. football. It'll be running that ball down and up and down the field. That's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Speaking Pittsburgh of that, surprise you. This winter storm, it, it's pretty much missing us, isn't what it? What a fizzle! Yeah, always, but <laughs> up north. Yeah. Up north, you go a couple hours up north, and then uh, into Iowa and into uh, northern Illinois and Chicago. Chicago's they are, getting pummeled. They are getting it. Yeah. I want they are it. getting it. I want I do it. too. I want it. Why, Why would you want so that? Bad? Because you know what? It. It's, it's going to be winter, and it's going to be zero degrees. I might as well have a foot of snow on the yes, ground. Yes, thank you. I can't. I don't want to. I don't like driving in that stuff. Where, not, where are you going to drive on Sunday? You're not going anywhere Sunday other than to do the television you show. Literally, well, uh, hello, John. Well, you texted this morning and said I can't drive. I, I did. I'm not a good driver. So you're not a good driver. I'm you weren't going to go driver. anywhere anyway. Well, sometimes you got to go, and you know, <laughs> if you got to go, you got to go, Ron. <laughs> You have to go to the bathroom? Should we go to a commercial? No, no, yeah, no. I'm go saying if you got to go, if, you know, you got to get in the car, and if there's snow on the ground, ice it down there, that ice is dangerous, man. Yeah. You go swerving all over the place, running into things. Hmm. Well, that could happen later today. Whatever uh, wetness is on the ground could freeze, so you better be very careful driving later, but we're not going to get that good-looking blizzard stuff, good. which is a real shame. It is a shame. That's good. John Hancock, Michael Kelly, Chris Ranji, all cozy and warm on KMOX. Oh, yeah. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. John Hancock, Michael Kelly, Chris Ranji today on the Chris and Amy show. The Iowa caucuses are coming up. I know you've got a really great story. I don't uh-huh. want to get to it just yet. Yep. I'm going to do it after the break. Sure. But I do Ooh. want to talk about the actual mm-hmm. voting and what's going to happen on Monday because they are saying that it will be the coldest Iowa caucuses on record. They are expecting temperatures before the wind chill to hover around negative four. That's very, very cold. So we know the weather is going to be lousy. How, in reality, is it going to affect the voting? Significantly. Uh, well, first of all, and I was... does it benefit? Oh, well, we're, we, we're, we'll talk it through. But yeah. John and I both have worked in Iowa caucus. Um, uh, Iowa is the coldest place I've ever been. Uh, and so negative four, it, I felt like every time I was in Iowa was negative four. But, uh, Chris, you, you you understand what a caucus is. It's, it's different than going and voting. It's a, a several-hour commitment that you make. You've got to go to a gymnasium, sometimes a, a garage, sometimes a school, a library with all your fellow caucus goers. You all divide up into different factions, uh, and this process unfolds over two or three hours. It's not a quick thing. It's a huge commitment. Uh, so younger people have got to find places for their kids to go. Uh, older folks have to get there in a time when weather is not bad. But the infrastructure of these campaigns, with probably the exception of Donald Trump, has been working at this for over a year, building up those names, et cetera. 
uh, for people to come and show and participate in the Iowa caucuses. Um, and I would suspect that Donald Trump is going to do well because of the weather. Why? Because his support is so wide and so deep that I don't think the weather or age restrictions uh, in terms of being able to deal with the weather, et cetera, will affect his folks the way that it probably will affect, um, you know, DeSantis and Haley's folks. Yeah, I mean, I don't get the sense that DeSantis' support supporters are passionate about him in the same way Trump supporters are. But I will say this, and I don't know that this is the case. I suspect that it is. I would be. I don't think Donald Trump has like a professional ground operation in place paid in Iowa where you've got people paid. They're doing phone canvases. They're going door to door. They're identifying their supporters. They're databasing them, and then they're turning them out on Monday. Maybe they do, but I, I don't think they do. And if they don't and you get bad weather, then you could have – I don't expect this. I don't predict it, but you could have a real surprise outcome in Iowa. If would that's you, the case, would you say it's a mistake to not have that infrastructure? I think so. I mean, uh, you know, it, but it, it also may be the case that Trump's support is so widespread and among the Republican voters that none of that matters. Pro- probably the the biggest, most recent upset, uh, if you will, that surprised everybody was Hillary Clinton being beat by Barack Obama. Yeah. And what people may not remember, um, Barack Obama's probably one of his most famous speeches, and uh, obviously he's so historic, he has a lot of famous speeches, like being the first black man to be, was the Yes, We Can. Yeah, That comes from winning the Iowa caucuses. That speech happened the night of the Iowa caucuses. That's where he gave that speech and set that campaign in motion. And that probably was the biggest upset because everybody expected, because Bill Clinton had done so well in Iowa, he had been the president, he had been out campaigning. And he, you know, was able to deliver for himself. Everybody expected he would deliver it for Hillary, and Hillary would win. And here comes this, you know, state senator from Iowa. Yeah, and that's where uh, Obama, the Obama campaign, this was back in early 2008, uh, they really developed the use of social media as a political organizing tool in a way that no one had ever done before, Uh, largely through Facebook back then. But that was one of the things that caught everybody by surprise in Iowa was how organized he was. I don't get the sense that any of the campaigns are organized in Iowa as much as they should be. And probably DeSantis has spent the most on infrastructure there. So we'll see you know, what happens. Yeah, it's interesting you say that about the social media. And um, that would have been really the first yeah, campaign it was. It that, was. That, was, that was social media was a part of it. Yeah. Twitter was not a thing. No, not at a all. Thing. I, I mean, I I remember getting on Twitter probably a year or right. two later. Yeah. So yep. the other thing that may come out of the Iowa caucuses is it typically ends the campaigns for some folks. Campaigns don't really end, Chris. They run out of money, um, and that that's what happened to Mr. Gephardt. And when you finish third, fourth, and the Iowa caucuses, he was done. If Ron DeSantis doesn't finish second uh, in Iowa. I don't know that he goes to New Hampshire. Um, well, he's not even really trying in New Hampshire right now. Yeah, but I don't even know that he continues on South because Carolina. I think the money just dries yeah. up around him. Well, they've squandered. $150 million already out the window yeah, on him. Yeah, they've squandered so much money. You know, that happened in the McCain campaign in 08. He ran out of money, and everybody thought he was dead. Um, but then he came back. Got a polling question for you that we'll ask, and also Michael Kelly want to hear this story. Great We'll story. do that after the news on KMOX. 
Hancock and Kelly with us on the Chris and Amy show. Uh, it's Friday, so they're always with us at 10 o'clock. We've got uh, no Amy today. She's on vacation. Lord knows where she is. <laughs> We've. Um, I'm Chris Ranji. Hello. Uh, so I wanted to ask you a, a real quick polling question All before right. we get to Michael's uh, story. Great story. <laughs> Oh, you're I, don't wanna, I don't want to build it up. Yeah, you're no, building okay. it up. Uh, yeah, it's really not that. It's really not that good. So, right. in the last month, mm-hmm. the polling, and this is this is just one poll, and you guys know that that polls are different, and you know there's always fluctuation. So, this is a Reuters poll that over the last month, the the change in support for each of the Republican candidates, Trump, of course, is well ahead. He is right now at 49 percent support. Uh, with Haley at 12 and DeSantis at 11. But here's the interesting part. There are other slash undecided voters. There are 22% of them. That is a 12% increase of undecided voters. Trump has lost 12 points in support. So he's down to 49% over the last month. And this is a national poll? This is a Reuters uh, national poll, yes. Um, Is it... Is it just coincidence that the number 12 is, it, it's, it's, I, I can't imagine that it's like uh, 12% of people have said, well, I was supporting Trump and now I have no idea, so I'm undecided. That is that mathematically how it would work, though? Well, typically, you, you, yeah, a voter's progression will go from, I think I'm for this guy, then eh, I'm not so sure. And yeah. at that point, you're undecided, but you're, you're moving somewhere usually. And I'm not overly surprised. And, of course, the national poll doesn't mean anything. Right, right, right. right. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Iowa almost always produces some kind of a surprise, and you you go, whoa, didn't see that coming. Right. I don't know what it's going to be, but I kind of suspect we'll see one. Because in this same uh, poll, DeSantis has remained the same. Right. Ramaswamy has lost a point. Haley has gained a point. So I, I don't think that you would say, well, she got his point. Yeah, and right. the undecided voters have taken away 12 points from Trump. But it's just, it's interesting to me how that worked yeah. out. Yeah, but you look at New Hampshire. Christie was at, what, 8 in New Hampshire? And, and he was really trying in New Hampshire. But that's 8%. If it's a close race between Trump and Haley, and if the Christie 8 goes to Haley, and he didn't he didn't endorse her, he didn't help her either when he got out, Um you know, New Hampshire's going to be every bit as interesting as, as Iowa. Do you think sure. she even wanted the endorsement? I would think yeah, if I not. were Nikki yeah. Haley, I yeah. probably would be like, Chris, I appreciate it, but yeah. just hang on. <laughs> right. Hang on till later. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got a story? Well, so I've worked the Iowa caucuses before, most recently in um, 2007, uh, 2008. Uh, not 2004. 2004. 2004. Yeah. Dick Gephardt is running for president. Dick Gephardt was running for president. You, and, and Mr. <laughs> Gephardt had spent almost a year and a half uh, working in Iowa. So we kind of knew um, going in this weekend, it would have been uh, Sunday night. Uh, to give you the story I'm about to tell would be like it was happening on Sunday night and the caucuses on Monday. Uh, we kind of knew um, that it wasn't going to go well for Mr. Gephardt. So all of our big donors had come in from around the country. Um, we had a huge operation, et cetera. Um, and he was expected to win the Iowa caucuses. It was all, all go for Dick Gephardt. Just to refresh everybody's memory, that was Howard Dean and John Kerry mm-hmm. were also in that battle as well. Um, we kind of knew. So uh, it's the night before. So it's the night before. We're at the hotel um, in downtown Des Moines, and we bring in some entertainment, which is Chuck Berry. 
the uh, legendary Chuck from Berry. St. Louis. Hey, so St. Louis Chuck guy. Berry literally drives his automobile from St. Louis to Des Moines, Iowa, uh, himself, and parks right in front of this hotel we're at in the circle drive that you would do to have the guys uh, grab your bags and take them up to your room. Leaves his Cadillac right there, comes up to the room, and uh, I'm there. And he says, um, hey, where's my check? Where's my money? Where's my money? And uh, he didn't say, where's my check? And so somebody gives him a check. And he goes, no, Chuck, Chuck gets cash. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he goes, Chuck gets cash or Chuck doesn't play. <laughs> and so I'm like, what are we going to do? So it's a Sunday, it's Sunday night in Des Moines, Iowa. And so we're going, I'm going around the room to find somebody who won't, maybe owns a bank who can go cash this check for us. <laughs> so finally, you know, we, we, we could go pull money out of ATMs, but it was going to be a lot of ATMs. This was thousands to, of dollars. Yeah, this right? was thousands of dollars. So it wasn't <clears> going to be like you were going to be able to get this kind of money. So what are we going to do? So finally, we get somebody to open up a bank. We get Chuck his money. Um, it's getting late at night. Tim Russert and all those celebrity uh, are down there. We're waiting to go down and, and, and see our folks. So... Literally, the money comes in, Chuck jams it inside of his coat pocket on both sides, has his guitar. We go downstairs in the elevator. We bring him out. Chuck plays. And, you know, nobody nobody really knows what how many songs he's going to play, what's he going to do, you know. But so he gives us a good 20 minutes. And all of a sudden, he's doing the, the walk across the stage. And he goes down the step of the stage while he's playing. Now, knowing full well, he's got a coat full of money. Uh, that we had to go get taken out. And so imagine this. He's in a hotel, and we're in a big ballroom. He plays off the stage, and it's cool. Everybody thinks, oh, my God, Chuck's going to play all around the room. He's going that way. He goes right to the doors where you would come in, out into the lobby, straight to his car, throws the car guitar in the back of the car and starts driving back to St. Louis with a coat full of money. Now, you said what in yeah. the hell? he had both breast pockets full. <laughs> both breast pockets the, full of money. And, side pockets. And the side pockets. I mean, it was a lot of cash <laughs> that he had taken or that he was getting paid. And, you know, he was supposed to be playing like an hour before that. You know, and so literally, you guys, I'm like, hey, you want me to hold this to you till you're done? He, no. He's <laughs> stuffing it in his coat, his pockets. He goes down and plays the whole concert with this money in and then walks off the stage through the ballroom all the way to his car, you know, and that was the end of the concert. Nobody knew, like, is he coming back in? Is he going to keep playing? You know, whatever. That is so awkward. <laughs> it was the craziest <laughs> night ever, but did I'll never forget it when he goes, yeah, they had a couple of... Uh, so did they keep playing while he walked off? And Yeah, they kept playing and then he was gone. <laughs> like, he was just gone and it was over with. <laughs> and he went straight to his car, and uh, you know, so we're all like, what's happening? He's like, oh, Chuck's gone, man. Well, he's, he's headed back to St. Louis. I'll tell you what that is. He got burned before. Yeah, somebody burned him. I'm sure yeah. somebody did not pay him, or maybe, maybe it happened more than once. And he said, "I'm not doing that." Which I I get. Yeah, I get it. But I, I mean, it. this this must have it might may have happened earlier in his uh, life, and that though. became his standard operating procedure. We, we were in a situation <laughs> where it Chuck was going to get his money. It wasn't you know. It had to be it very. It had to be very challenging to. Awesome. Uh, Having a cash business like that to, to figure out your taxes uh, <laughs> oh, on that money had to be. I mean, you, think like that, you think a man like that might get into some tax trouble? I don't Legend. know. Legend. <laughs> I mean, and I'll never forget it because when we went downstairs, everybody, and, and by the way, the, the political world media is in Iowa this weekend, and they will be all be there. So at that time, it was Tim Russert, you know. 
uh, and those types uh, were all there. And so everybody's lined up to see Chuck. We definitely had the best party. We came in fourth. <laughs> good to have us over. Hey, Alicia. Alicia threw the good party. It was a really hard night. I remember going to bed that night uh, after we lost on that Monday evening. And like I said, we kind of knew in the days ahead of time it wasn't going to go well. And got on a plane uh, to come back to St. Louis. And then Mr. Gephardt was at the convention center and announced that he was, you know, leaving. And it was it was really sad because campaigns are unlike almost any experience you have in life. It's a business that pops up and goes yeah. away in a finite amount of period of time. You are literally with people 24-7. You create a relationship and a, a camaraderie. And even if you win, there's a huge letdown the day after a campaign comes to an end because you, you, you know, my entire life for a year and a half was dedicated to working on this campaign. And then It'd the next like day it's over with. Yeah, it's just right? gone. Yeah. It's got it's to be like filming a movie yeah. or going on tour with a, with a band. And yes, John, you get that. But even, you know, working on statewide and local races, you get really invested in, and there's a depression that comes oh, yeah. after a campaign's over with because it, 100%. it's the central focus of your life for for and such a long period of time. Poof. It's over. Over. Yeah. It's the friends you made along the way, right? It is. And you make you, you sing songs about them. Yeah. Do you become friends with the people in the other campaigns? And Well, in those political primary campaigns, yes. You you know, you're all working in Otumwa, Iowa or some other place I never heard of that, you know, and so you you create really most people are young, so there's a lot of he and she and going on and relationships. <laughs> Never heard that before. Yeah, with flirting. I know and, what you mean. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of flirting and relationships uh-huh. and that kind of stuff that goes on. Probably more than flirting. Um and you're and, and those are kind of fun campaigns so when, when they're primary campaigns because it, you're all gonna wind up on the same team in the end. It's just whose horse is gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Uh you want it to be your horse because you're you're far, farther up the 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 list, but um, yeah, you you get along now. The relationship like John and I've created, I don't think would be as easy to create um, in that situation. You know, when when two, a Republican and Democrat are running against each other on a national uh, stage. Remember like our that. movie script? We got to write that movie script. We got the best movie script it's, ever. It's incredible. It's a I true story. Feel too. like you have told me about yeah. it. Is yeah. this the kind of thing you don't want to reveal it in case somebody steals no, it? No, we're never going to write it. We'll no. never write it, but we told it. But here's what happened. George Bush and John Kerry that same campaign season were in Iowa. Iowa was a battleground state. Same day. Well, same day in the middle of the summer. In Davenport. In Davenport, Iowa. And um, so you have the President of the United States and the potential next President of the United States all in the same place. Well, anybody who's ever Small been around town. a president, you're talking about the National Guards there, the militaries there, Secret the service. police, the Secret Service. Every military body in the state of Iowa is, or policing body is in the state of Iowa. Any idea what happened there? Uh, no. All four banks were robbed because they were having dueling political. <laughs> That's right. And so we came you up with a script right. of disgruntled political old, operatives. Oh, the Morgan Freeman and George Clooney. Yeah. Uh, and they and they were. Are they, they interested? One was a Democrat, one was a Republican, washed up. One had IRS trouble. The other was a drunk. <laughs> They meet each other at a crowded diner, start talking, comparing notes, and they both worked on one had worked on Mondale cam or no one had worked on McGovern's campaign, and the other had worked on uh, Nixon's campaign, and uh, they, they strike up a friendship, cook up the idea to rob the banks, and then boom. because what they great, knew if, if, if you have yeah. both candidates there, there'll be more military or more police per square foot than any place in the world. So in your movie, they are still 
currently working no, on the camera. No, they're outsiders and disgruntled. They're done. Yeah. But they have inside knowledge. No, they, no, they have the they, knowledge. They know what politics is, and they know these candidates are all both going to be uh, in Davenport at the same time on and, the same day. And they day. have wow. an experience because when, when you start to work for these presidential money. campaigns, Wait, could, could they there's have a somebody? huge security presence. How about this? Could they have somebody on the inside helping them? Somebody well, who's still working on the campaign. So, so I mean, if, be a you, little... if you drill down deep enough into the script, so uh, Clooney's character is dodging the IRS. Uh-huh. And the IRS has finally found him, and the female agent with the IRS finds him and ends up falling in love with him. Oh, and she ends up helping with the bank robbery, and then run, they oh, all and, no. they, and they all now run. She's in trouble, and now they all run off together to Nicaragua at the end of the movie. <laughs> so they get away with it. Yeah, yeah. of course. Does anybody but get caught? It is based on a true story, and that the banks in Davenport on that day in real life were robbed. And I'm pretty sure they've never been solved. That is a. I love this story. That's gonna yeah. be a good movie, wouldn't it? If I was, uh, I'll tell you what. If I was liquid enough, I would go ahead and support your. I'd be a producer on this film. I'm, I'm really. I, we'll, well, you we know, four three you. six seven nine hundred. Yeah. We're yeah. ready to go. Who wants to get in on Hancock and Kelly? We need about a million movie. and a half bucks to start. Uh, That's yeah. all it's gonna take. A million and a half. We're we'll, gonna okay. need more. We'll than go, yeah, we're gonna. You're trying to get Clooney to start, and Freeman. To, no, we. To, we gotta get the script written first. We gotta develop the the concept. But I've I've gone pretty far down in in terms of the script development. So you head. wrote this how long ago? Are you, five, six, seven, eight years. Okay, so it's I mean it's been a while now. You got to get two new actors. Who is it? Who are they? I don't know yet. Um, well, you don't worry about the actors. You got to write the script. Yeah, you got to write the script. But you, you got to have a type. You got to have a type in mind. And my yeah. types I had in mind were Morgan Freeman and George Clooney. And they've got to be people who are who've been around, right? Yeah, yeah. So it yeah, can't yeah. be a young guy. No, no, no. Can't be Timothy Chalamet. Who? <laughs> I don't know. He's apparently the hottest star in the world. Never if you walked in here right now, I You've wouldn't know. You've never him. heard of Timothy Chalamet? No, I've heard of Charlemagne. Oh my god. He was a big he was a big deal back in the thirties. Timothy century. Chalamet, I think, is like the heartthrob of the world right yeah, they, now, is they he? Love, he and he's with uh, Kylie Jenner. Oh, Kylie Jenner! They were smooching at the Golden Globes. Is he? Is he Willy Wonka in the new movie that's out? Uh, he's in that movie. Yeah. So keep right? your eye out, John. Yeah. What's You'll his see name? Him Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. He's yeah. one of these Brad Pitt looking guys where he's almost pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's kind of pr- the the ladies love him. They yeah. do. Yeah. They like old Chalamet. Yeah. He's hosted SNL a couple of times. It's. It's not your traditional Clooney look. You want to see him? Of a... That was all. Oh, there okay, he is. There. Yeah, no, no. Uh, you don't like him? I don't like the look of the guy. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but but shall or may is always one of the biggest debates in the in the legislature so when you, you're writing you language. Have no idea. Do you put yep. shall or, or may? may? Yeah. Which one comes with more weight? Shall. Shall. Yes. Shall is instruction that it must be you done. You got to do it. May you is, can. Yeah, add, right. We might. We yeah. might do this. And and that's those are the two most important words in legislation. Shall or may. may. Mm-hmm. You guys are really the best. Well, we have yeah. our moments. But it looks aren't everything, Raj. So what are you doing this weekend uh, other than avoiding the cold? Football, baby. Football. Um, uh, meat, meatless chili. Hey, uh, oh. once again, once again, you don't have to download Peacock. If you want to consume the Chiefs game, go to Michael's. It's right here on KMOX. Oh, or go right. to Michael Kelly's house. Yeah, yeah come on over. Is everybody invited? It, absolutely. Just give me your address and we'll all parade over together. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're all going to Michael's house for the game on Saturday. Tomorrow. All right, uh, boys, we'll see you next week. See you, Ron. See you, pal. Have a good weekend. That's Hancock and Kelly. I'm Chris Ranji. Nate Gadder is going to be in with me for the rest of the day. We go until 1 o'clock on the Chris and Amy Show. Did you see this next on KMOX? All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.